transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is cleft care in adopted Chinese patients, challenges and strategies. My guest is Dr. Xiao Zhang. Dr. Zhang is director of the Frederick J. McCoy Cleft and Craniofacial Clinic and the vice chair of the Department of Surgery at Children's Mercy, Kansas City. Dr. Zhang, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about the, the Cleft Lip Palate International Adoption Program. Um, yeah, so we have um, at Children's Mercy one of the uh, oldest uh, comprehensive multidisciplinary cleft teams in the Midwest. Um, it was started by Dr. Frederick J. McCoy, uh, and it has been continued for the last uh, several de- uh, for the past several decades. Um, this clinic takes care of children with cleft lip and palate differences, and large portion of the kids that are being adopted from China have cleft lip and palate differences that are either not addressed when they're in China or partially addressed. So when they come over to this country, then uh, additional care is needed, and we see those kids on a regular basis for the last 20 years or so. Um, so it is uh, in collaboration with our international adoption, adoption program at Children's Mercy, along with the staff and the team members of the CLEF team, that we are able to coordinate a comprehensive CLEF care for these internationally adopted children. Uh, with the particular uh, focus, uh, I'm sorry, the large, part, uh, large portion of these patients are coming from China and um, uh, other Asian countries. So we have a, a large population of these patients that we take care of on a regular basis. So how is Children's Mercy and, and your team uniquely equipped to provide this service? Well, um, to take care of a kiddo with a cleft lip and palate difference really requires a village, you know, a whole comprehensive multidisciplinary team that includes not only plastic surgery, but also ENT, dental, social work, nutrition, occupational therapy, speech therapy, hearing. You know, it's a whole slew of patients, a whole slew of uh, staff members that are um, going to be uh, participating actively in the care of these patients. So in, in that regard, then, we have one of the oldest team in the Midwest and one of the largest team in the Midwest because we have four full-time pediatric plastic surgeons that have dedicated our careers in taking care of children with cleft lip and palate and craniofacial differences. In addition to that, I think we're uniquely equipped to deal with adoptive population mainly because our, our international adoption clinic is so strong. They, they see kids uh, after they're being adopted and uh, make sure that they're medically fit to undergo the treatment that they may need to undergo. And they also see uh, the parents before and do pre-adoption consultations um, to make sure that the parents understand the complexity and the degree of involvement of the medical care of these kids that are coming over. You know, I, I saw a, a presentation that you did some time back, and you presented some information, some data on the number of 
uh, cases of cleft, uh, cleft lip abnormalities in certain regions of China. And, and it's, it was quite impressive, some of the numbers. Why is that the case? Why are there so many of these abnormalities uh, in certain regions of China? Well, it's, it's interesting because um, uh, the population incidence of cleft lip and palate in general all over the world is about 1 in 500 live births to 1 in 750 live births. That risk is particularly increased in China to about 1 in 250. So genetically speaking, folks of uh, Asian descent uh, have higher incidence of cleft. And that is, um, that is something that our genetic counselors are well-versed in addressing and dealing with. And uh, um, so, yeah, so genetically speaking, the Asian population, particularly Chinese population, okay. are more prone to have uh, cleft lip and palate differences. And so what, what are some of the initial exams that uh, a, a, a patient may come go through when they come to your clinic? What are some of the initial exams that are typically recommended? Oh, okay. So um, the, actually the initial examination begins with just examining the records. So even before the parents go over, we have the ability to look at the adoption documentations and the description of medical procedures and conditions that are contained within the adoption uh, uh, report to have a to give the parents a basic understanding of well, what's going to happen once their child gets here. And when they're over there, if they should encounter any difficulties, particularly with cleft lip and palate uh, kids that are being adopted, the number one complaint is feeding difficulty. We're able to counsel them via telemedicine or call or email uh, to sort of help them through that initial phase. And then once they get here, uh, they are evaluated by our international adoption clinic first, get all their vaccinations and titers and lab lab works drawn, and then we see them two to three weeks after uh, they have been seen by our international adoption clinic to start the assessment of their cleft lip and palate difference. Um, and, uh, you know, in that examination, we examine the kid, uh, we uh uh, delineate what surgery they had and what surgery they may need, and we talk to the parents about the preoperative care, the postoperative care, and the expected outcome of surgery. And then uh, our nutritionist, our occupational therapist, will help us get the kids uh, feeding in the in the correct manner and get the caloric intake increased to where their uh, malnutrition is starting to resolve and things like that. So that's the initial consultation. It begins with uh, e- even before they go over to, to, to other parts of the world right. to pick up their kiddos. And how many children and families have benefited from the program? Oh, quite a bit. So, uh, you know, starting in the late ni- 1990s and early 2000s, we saw a gradual increase in the number of kids that we're treating here. Um, you know, on average, we see somewhere between 20 to 30 uh, adoptive families a year now. So it's actually quite a bit. Yeah, and so when what are some of the, you know, considerations for, for primary care physicians or even parents, you know, considering the best referral for a newly adopted child with cleft lip or palate? What are some um, of the things the, they need to think about in, in the workup? Um, I think the things to think about is to focus less on the cleft lip and palate difference and more on the whole well-being of the child. Uh, you know, uh, as a surgeon, you obviously 
we obviously want to operate, but we can't operate on a kid that is malnourished, that has other concomitant uh, medical conditions that may uh, prevent us from doing a successful surgery. So we want the parents to not focus on the cleft lip and palate difference. We want the parents to focus on the overall well-being of the child. The cleft lip and palate will be taken care of in a timely and expertly manner once everything else is settled. And that is the same message for the primary care physician as well. Right, right. Very good message. Where can people go for more information? They could go to our Children's Mercy website, and um, under services, there will be the cleft lip and palate craniofacial clinic uh, tab, and they could um, uh, look uh, for our contact information there. Very good. Dr. Jing, thank you for the work that you're doing, um, and thanks for coming on the show. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. Thanks for listening.